Hey guys, it's your girl Maya K with The Girl Files Season 2 first encore episode of the season. I'm really excited about this season. God gave me the theme flourish for this season. And I believe the reason why he pressed flourish upon my heart is because we have had a really rough year. Um, today, you know, when this podcast episode drops, it's Monday, November the 30th. And so many people have faced some of the hardest circumstances of their lives in 2020. Um, some of it may have even started a little bit before the pandemic, but we know that the pandemic really put a lot of pressure on our relationships, on our businesses, on our jobs, on our careers, on everything that was attached to us in this last season this last year was definitely under pressure and the first season um, I'm sorry the first episode of this season is actually called flourishing under pressure and I have some dope gems that I believe you know God really really pressed upon my spirit to share with you because I know that in this season flourishing has virtually seemed impossible right it has literally felt like are you serious? Like, how do you expect me to flourish? How does God expect me to flourish um, in this season? So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to give you some practical ways to flourish under pressure and more importantly, how to invite God into that pressure. And your girl definitely has some great, exciting news because on November 27th, I released my 13th book, my very first Christian devotional, Warring for My Girls, which we'll talk about at the end. Of course, as always, we do our girl file honoree. I will be honoring someone at the end. Um, I'm excited to actually honor this young lady. And the reason why um, I'm glad that I chose her and that I discovered her brand and her business is because it really ties well into what I'm discussing today. It ties well into what it looks like to flourish under pressure because this young lady is definitely a force to be reckoned with and she's doing it in the midst of a pandemic. So this season, I'm switching things up a little bit, uh, not much, but I'm definitely just going to flow with the Holy Spirit. So I just want to open us in prayer. Um, and I know usually we close in prayer, but we will do that too. Um, but I'm just flowing with the Holy Spirit right now. So God, we just thank you for this time together. I thank you for every person that is listening under the sound of my voice. And may you use my voice to get across the message that you want to get across. I pray that as you use me as a vessel, that people would hear your voice, your message, and would hear your love and none of me. I thank you, Lord God, for the microphone. I thank you, Lord God, for trusting me. But more importantly, I thank you that every woman on the other end, every teen girl on the other end of this will flourish, will know that as long as she stays connected to you and she stays connected to the vine, as your word says in John 15, that she will not skip a beat, even if it feels like she's losing her footing. So I thank you for this time. I thank you for the girl files. And I pray, Lord God, that people will be touched. In Jesus' name, amen. I kind of played around with the title a little bit. At first, it was Undefined Pressure and God turning that undefined pressure into refined pressure. Um, and I think all of that plays a part. Um, so let's just jump into it. And the one thing I want you to think about is what do we do with the unnecessary pressures of life that have rested on our so shoulders? I would even, 
I would even encourage you to ask yourself that question in a different way. Like, what do I do with the pressures of life that is rested on my shoulders? Because unnecessary pressure is a little bit different from pressure that we actually have been walking in because we prayed for it, right? So I'm a single woman who does not have children yet, but I have a set of pressure that's assigned to my life because God knows what's on the inside of me and he knows what I can give and he knows, you know, what I need to be, um, he knows what situations to put me in so that the pressure may seem like it's unwarranted or unnecessary, but it's actually needed in order for me to become who he's called me to be. So one of the things I want to really focus on in this season is to acknowledge our team babies out there. Um, I see you and I feel you and I hear you. I know that you are dealing with pressures today that you probably never would have imagined you would have to deal with. I think maybe many of our team girls have... Um, they thought life would be easier, right? They probably talked to their mothers or their aunties or their grandmothers. And, you know, they told them, girl, we didn't even have social media. We didn't even have a technology, a way to build a whole business just using a phone. We didn't have that, man. What, what could we have done if we had that back in the 60s or the 70s when all you needed was $20 to start a business, right? And so maybe some of you thought that things would be easier because you heard your parents and your grandparents talk about how hard things Things were back in the day and I know that you're feeling a lot of pressure and pain from the ex the external forces like the outside but you're also feeling a lot of that on the inside so I just wanted to uh, kind of touch on some areas that I think our teen girls are facing on a daily basis as it pertains to pressure and one of those things is family pressures I believe a lot of our teen babies are dealing with adult responsibilities that they did not ask for and um, as you all know, I hold no punches. I say what God tells me to say when he tells me to say it, how he tells me to say it. And whatever seeds are planted and whatever uh, maybe seeds need to be uprooted, <laughs> um, whatever happens and transpires after that, hey, to God be the glory. I'm not here to be, I'm here to be friendly, but I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to be, um, I want you to heal. I want you to be whole. So with that being said, um, some of some of you mothers out there are putting adult responsibilities on your teen girls and it's unfair to them because their siblings are not their children. So they didn't ask to become a mother as a teenager, right? But then maybe on the flip side of that, you would fuss at them if they were messing around with some young guy or some young boy and you're, you're probably always talking to them about how they shouldn't be hanging around this young boy. You're probably always saying to them, you better be careful and you better not come in here pregnant, right? But isn't it ironic, and it's actually a double entendre, if you think about it, that you would provoke your young girl, your daughter, your baby girl to literally not do anything that would lead her down a path where she would possibly come home with the baby as a teenager, yet you would place the responsibility on her to watch her brothers and sisters. And there's a difference between helping mommy out, helping daddy out, watching your siblings here and there, maybe a date night. And some teens actually enjoy it. They love spending time with their brothers and sisters. But when I was in high school at Girls High, as you can imagine, being in high school around all girls, uh, a lot of my uh, 
friends and a lot of my, I guess you could say, I use the term colleagues these days for people who aren't my friends, but we have a relationship, but associates, whatever you want to call them. They, I had one, actually, she was my best friend in high school and she had four um, brothers and sisters, three of them were younger than her. And she had to go home every day and watch her brothers and sisters because her mom had to work. Um, and I get that. I do. But I think that when my mom and I have discussions today um, and she talks to me, she's honest and says, there, I probably didn't need that second job. And listen, we grew up in North Philly. We grew up in the hood. There was struggle. So, but my mom looked back at the time, the amount of time that I spent alone and she shared with me over the years as I've grown up, as, as I've gotten older, that she probably didn't need that second job. And so it could be a number of things. You living beyond your means, you buying things and you working for things that you don't need um, to keep your children maybe in name brand clothes that they don't need. Um, and I take nothing away from single mothers. My mother was a single mother. Um, so I want you to receive this as love to understand that your teen daughter is not your husband. She's not supposed to be caring for her little brothers and sisters and taking over your job because you as a mother decided to have children and now you're laying it off on her because you feel like she should. Um, so that's one pressure that I think some of our teen girls are faced with and dealing with that nobody really addresses enough of. Um, it's one thing to have to care for your siblings because maybe your parents were locked up or addicted to drugs and you're helping your grandmother because technically your grandmother shouldn't have to do it. But it's another thing when your parents are alive and well and they're able, you're all in the same household, but you have this pressure on you to take care of children that are not yours. Um, if you watch the show Grand Army on Netflix, I think you'll really appreciate where I'm coming from, especially because uh, the young lady, the main one of the main characters, I loved it. The show was well put together, but they actually tackled this with the pressure that was on her and her friends would say to her, they are not your kids. And I think sometimes as maybe mothers, you feel like your daughter should be sacrificing but it's actually you that should be sacrificing because those are your children. So that was one pressure that um, was on my heart. It falls under the whole thing of adult responsibilities. And there may be some other things out there. But that was the main one I wanted to touch on. Then our teen girls are dealing with these social pressures, right? So... It's hard enough dealing with everyday life, dealing with everyday life in the midst of a pandemic, dealing with everyday life in the midst of um, growing pains, puberty, low self-esteem issues, and trying to find your footing in this world. And to deal with that, and you add trying to develop socially during social distancing, that's a, that's a heavy pressure, right? And I remember this past year, as many of you may know, I worked at a credit union during the pandemic. So I was an essential worker. And um, my assistant manager 
has a 16 year old daughter and I remember her asking me and she was like I've got I've come home and I cannot believe she's been sleeping all day and I cannot believe that she has not been doing her work one of her teachers emailed me and she was kind of just very frustrated mind you um my assistant manager was uh or is Asian at the time well I say was because I don't work there anymore but she's from Thailand so as someone I have taught in Asia, I taught in Asia for a year. So I know the pressures culturally that they deal with, with making sure they're achieving and doing what they're supposed to do. And so one of her challenges was that um, she just really couldn't understand that her daughter would like not be doing what she was supposed to do, as well as dealing with some of uh, the frustrations, of course, of not being in school. And so I said to her, think about it. Like she's probably depressed. That is a heavy thing we didn't even know as adults how to navigate this pandemic we literally had to day by day trust god day by day listening to the news reports day by day trying to figure out what we needed to do better or right and we didn't know what we were doing so why would we expect for 16 15 uh 16 and 17 year olds to know it's unfair to put that pressure on them when we too were winging it day by day and even if we were doing adulting well that doesn't mean that there wasn't pressure so that's the other thing you got to really kind of understand that our babies are dealing with a pressure that they have never had to confront before and then there's the societal pressures right can we just normalize serving God as a teenager can we normalize that please and thank you um, and I say that not towards teenagers, but um, what are you feeding your children? One of the questions I wrote down is, are you giving your teen the biblical tools they need to handle their pressure? Or are you giving them the same tools they've always had in every season? I don't assume everyone listening to the sound of my voice is a Christian. That's why we do the prayer of salvation at the end of every episode. Because my prayer is that what God fills my mouth to say to you that you would the seeds would be planted and that you would draw closer to him and if you don't know him that you would develop a relationship with him but i am also aware that a lot of people who have listened in and who will listen in are bible thumping straight up gram they are the seeds of grandmother's prayers right these mothers that are listening in they know their mama prayed for them their grandmama prayed for them their great great grandmama prayed for them they were raised in church baby they was on the choir they was at revival they was on everything they was part of the bake sale club at the church all of it right so with that being said i'm aware that there are also many believers who are going to be listening in and who have listened in with teenage daughters who i feel are looking for answers to their biggest problems and a lot of times i think maybe parents are afraid to give god i'm sorry give their teen give their daughters um christ in some ways, because they feel maybe it was pressured, it was put on them. There was a pressure back in the day to go to church. There was a pressure. It was traditional. You you went to church even if you didn't want to. And more importantly, you went even if you really tried to get out of it. You may have tried to fake a fever or you may have like, you could have been like, mama, my, my, my um, cycle just came on. I don't want to go to church today. And she was like, um, grab a tampon and get your life. Okay. So 
it was kind of forced in, in, in a lot of ways. And I'm even as a church girl, I am a church girl at heart. I do understand how that could be perceived. It, and it could really either, you could either end up loving it for the rest of your life, or you can end up kind of turning away from it for the rest of your life because you're frustrated, right? Well, with that being said, just because, and I, I've said this to a friend in the past, just because the way that our ancestors and our elders may have forced Christ upon us does not mean Christ is wrong. It doesn't mean that the answer that they gave us was wrong. It's how they gave it to us that may have just been um, wrong. <laughs> um, and so I say that to say, if you're a mother who is struggling with trying to give your teen more of God, you know what will give her more of God when you become more like God? And that is that is an honest to God, like the, the truth. Right. So I say societal pressure because our teen girls are dealing with some pressures externally from society that really they have no control over that. They cannot control what society puts out, not the music, not the entertainment as far as television, not um, uh, sex. You know, society has literally like overtly push sex normalized our teens being thrust into adulthood the society has normalized our teens literally being victims of sex sexual activities they've normalized it okay we we just won't call a spade a spade right but with that being said there is a way for you to give your daughters the answers that they long for because society is giving them an answer and you don't like that answer but you're not maybe i'm not assuming but i'm just saying could it be that if you became more like christ and you were really really connecting with god the way you're supposed to and growing in christ and your daughter could see that then Perhaps she would long to find out what is it that my mother, what well is my mother drinking from? I know it ain't the Instagram well because I know she don't like social media. So what well is my mother drawing from that is causing her to be, I like her now. Like I love, I've always loved mama, but I really like her. Like I see her flourishing and she's not letting this guy come over anymore who I felt was rude to her and talking disrespectfully to her. And she wasn't, you know, she she doesn't even talk to him anymore and now she has more time for me and my siblings and she's just a different person she's smiling more she's glowing more what what well is my mother drinking from so very often I remember going to church and I would literally see um I would literally see teens coming because I was always a part of the teen ministry or whatever church I belong to and I would literally see the teens coming and their parents never show up and I'm not saying they weren't showing up because Friday nights were dedicated to the teens I'm saying these same teens would come on a Sunday and be in church praising God and their parents would not be there and that's honestly pre-pandemic let me be real pre-pandemic that was still happening right so those are some of the pressures I, I I'm gonna just say them again it's the family pressures of adult responsibilities before their time it's social pressures um, you're they're trying to develop socially during social distancing and honestly as a parent you should be making sure they social distance there is an episode of blackish I think it aired last week and it talked about that. If you remember, um, Rainbow and her son were having a moment where she could not believe he would break her trust 
and he would invite his girlfriend over just because he missed her. And she, as a doctor, is like, are you crazy? I get it, but this is crazy. Now, I actually saw both sides. I felt like, dang, man, I get it. Not so much about a girlfriend, because I, I think teenagers need to to, to be single. Um, and I'll talk about that on another episode. But um, it was just the fact that I understood his position. Like, I've been cooped up in the house for six, seven months. I am trying, mom. I really am. And I just really need a break from this. And her frustration is I see COVID patients every day, right? And I'm going from COVID patient to COVID patient to COVID patient to COVID patient. And I see people my age dying, okay? And I want to say Rainbow's character on the show Blackish is probably in her 40s or something like that. That's scary. And let me tell you, it may be a show, but that is realistic. I have, you know, I'm sure we all know someone who's on the front lines. It's real that people are dying younger. It's not necessarily just a show. So I say that just to say um, when I touched on number two, the social pressure of, you know, developing socially during social distancing, be patient with your babies and talk to them and figure out a way to make it work without putting anyone's health at risk, but while also honoring that that's a mental pressure for them. Um, mentally, it could really destroy a child's mental illness to not be connected to someone, you know, even if it's just a one friend, a best friend, finding a way to help them with that. So it's family pressures, social pressures, but I was speaking more of like the social distancing pressure and then societal pressures, right? And so um, those are just some things that were laying on my heart. One of my focuses with The Girl Files Season 2 is to really really aim a lot of the episodes to help our teen girls flourish. Now, of course, I've said that the ministry has kind of been revamped to focus on women, period. I always say from the cradle to um, the career zone or from the college college zone to the career zone is for, you know, young girls and older women alike and experienced women. But I definitely feel like this season, I want to really speak to our teen girls' hearts because when I'm speaking to their hearts, I'm also speaking to the mothers. I'm speaking to the women who are raising them, grandmothers, because when you hear stuff like this, you can give it to them. They can feel encouraged and y'all can listen together. Um, So a lot of my topics this season will be twofold. All right, so with that, I wanted to also give you just some pointers and some encouragement. And then I want to give you three practical steps to invite God into the pressure. Right, so here at The Girl Files, we don't just um, share what's on our hearts and the pain, or we don't just share the insight that God has given me about some of the things that people may be faced with. We also want to give you practical steps to move forward in this area, in these areas. So three gems that I want to share with you is that even under pressure, God desires for you to flourish. Okay, so even under pressure, God desires for you to flourish. Number two, if God put it on your plate, then he's giving you everything you need to turn that pressure into purpose. Just keep in mind that when you put it on your plate, God is not obligated to help you with it. 
I think that needs to be expressed because um, I grew up hearing a lot of women uh, in my family who I love dearly, but I grew up hearing a lot of complaining and grumbling. But some of the things that they were doing now that I'm older and can look back, they probably did not have that assignment from God and they just chose to take it on, whether because they didn't know how to tell people no or they just felt obligated. So just keep in mind that number two is if God put it on your plate, not if you put it on your plate. Number three, flourishing as a family requires faith, communication, humility, and change. Um, and just to sum that up, you have to communicate. Never think because your teenager is young or you have a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old or even a 10 or 11-year-old that these children are not wise. I have literally heard out of the mouth of babes some of the most profound things <laughs> that I've ever heard in my life. And couldn't believe that it came from someone so young. Um, and you have to be willing to communicate. You have to be willing. Communication is a two-way street. So not everything you say, mom, is golden or is Bible. And I know you would love to believe that you're always right. But really what family means is family is about humility. Family is about communication. And I say humility. And humility is really understanding that I need to listen and I need to humble myself enough to understand, to be willing to listen and understand. Um, and then change. When I talk about change, um, flourishing as a family means your family dynamics may change a little bit. You have to be open to flowing with whatever way God sends you so that things can be different and better and more conducive and healthy for your family in this current season that you're in. Um, so I want to give you some steps. So three practical steps to invite God into the pressure uh, number one, push back against the currents that aren't leading you in the direction you desire to go. I wrote down Proverbs 3 and 6, and everyone knows, uh, well, not everyone, I don't want to assume, but we all know, um, 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct their, thy paths. That's what verse 6 says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct their paths thy paths and what the reason why i say push back against the currents is because you have a role in this fight this this thing called life um you have a role in this and and i'm speaking to my teen baby specifically right now you can't expect to win with a closed mind and a closed fist I am really big when while I have your back and I'm, I'm here to help your, your mothers and your parents understand you better, I also am here to hold you accountable and you have a role to play in the fight of life. And with that being said, when, you're, when your parents are giving you the tools and when your parents are giving you God, you have to develop your relationship with God and you have to invite him into that. So if I know that I'm a young teen girl and I'm 16 years old and I have a desire to be, and I'm just throwing something out there, a celebrity makeup artist, then that means that I know that, yes, I'm 16 and I want to have fun. But what do I define as fun? Are we defining fun as teenagers as going out, getting drunk and getting high with our friends? And then like, excuse me, um, 
connecting with people who don't even have goals like us. And then we're sitting here and we're coming home and we're, we're you know, we fall out on a bed, we go to sleep, and then we wake up the next day and do the same thing again. But yet I have a goal of becoming a celebrity makeup artist. So the $10, $15, or $20 that I spent on this bag of weed, I could have possibly bought a new makeup brush and added it to my collection. So I want you guys to take responsibility and understand that if there is stuff that is, that's what I mean by pushback against the currents that aren't leading you in the direction you desire to go. So if you're asking God to lead your life and you're saying, God, I trust you with my life. I need you to help me with my life. I am going to do this thing. I'm not saying you won't make mistakes. I'm not saying you won't fall. And in fact, I encourage you to, I always say failing is a part of life, but I encourage you to fail forward in God. It's nothing. It's it's cool when you fell forward in God, but it's horrible when you fell backwards with the enemy. That I can't. I can't. We're not doing that, right? So, when things are coming your way, society, the pressures from Instagram, social media, or even your friends, that if the, if it doesn't speak to the currents and the way you're swimming, you're swimming forward. You understand what I'm saying? You're swimming forward. You're trying to brush against the currents that will push you forward. You don't need to flow into anything that is not what you want for your life. You don't have to do that. So keep that in mind. Um, Proverbs 3 and 17. I love chapter 3 period. But 3 and 17, it talks about wisdom. This, this chapter talks a lot about wisdom. So whenever you see the word her in Proverbs 3, it is wisdom. Wisdom is has always been given the uh, female pronoun, you know, her in the word of God. And it says her ways are pleasant and all her ways are peaceful. So if you are in the midst of a situation, wisdom is always pleasant and wisdom is always peaceful. If you don't have peace about it, if you're having a tug of war in your spirit, then you know that that's not God's way. and He's not leading you down that path. Number two, listen out for the promptings and obey. Um, God is not interested in us failing, struggling, or missing the mark. So as a young lady, I want you to ask yourself this question. Is what I'm about to do going to pull me away from God or pull me toward God? That empty space you're trying to fill is not going to be filled properly with anything this world has to offer. And I want you to hold on to this gem. Your world is filled with enough pressure without you allowing the world to bully you with its pressures. And I really want that to sink in, even for our older uh, ladies listening in. You know, the world will always have its pressures. It's not going to change. Just like the enemy's agenda to kill, steal, and destroy destroy that threefold agenda is never going to change right so he will look for anything to use to keep you in a space where you where he can either kill steal or destroy and you have to be wise enough to open your eyes to see that the world's pressures if you already have pressures at home you already have pressures with your schoolwork mom you already have pressures at work you already have pressures because now you've had to turn your uh, living room into a classroom as well as a lunchroom as well as a gym room because they need to get their workouts and you know their physical um, activities going. If you are a mother and you've had to do all of that, why would you allow the pressures of the world into your space? You already have enough pressure on your own. So when I say listen out for the promptings and obey, well, it's so many times that I know you can hear 
clearly in your spirit the no or the yes and you sit there and you go against what you feel in your spirit whether it's to please other people or because you're you're just like wait that doesn't make sense anything god tells you to do probably will never make sense to your flesh but it will always make sense to your spirit so keep that in mind and when you hear you listen out for those promptings from god obey them immediately ask him to help it make sense later Lastly, number three, be raw and honest with God and those he's blessed you with. Now, this one is kind of for the mothers, right? Because one of my biggest pet peeves growing up was when I would hear the women women in my family, excuse me, complaining about nobody helping them, right? And then as I got older, I kind of noticed something and it was real weird. Why you cannot fuss and complain and say, nobody helps me around here. I am so tired. Every day I come home and I'm giving to this family and they give me nothing in return. And I want to say this. Did you ask for help? I think as women, we tend to believe that we have to carry the pressure alone. And one thing I have noticed consistently, and I've talked to other friends and colleagues of mine, and they are able to admit that this has even happened in their families or they've seen women do this as well, is um, I think a lot of people have pride and they have a problem asking for help. When you have pride and it keeps you from asking for help, you cannot snap on people and give the people in your space that God has blessed you with this um, unnecessary pressure. Now you're putting unnecessary pressure on them. And even if you want to say, well, I shouldn't have to ask my teen daughter to do the dishes, right? Okay, that's fair, right? So I'm not talking about responsibilities that are clear and that we've all made clear to our loved ones this is what you are helping to do this is what you're I'm not talking about that I am literally talking about those people who have a lot on their plates a lot of pressure from everyday daily activities things that you have yet to share with your husband or your friends or your village that God has blessed you with these people to assist you in becoming better and flourishing and being able to fulfill what he's called you to do in your purpose and you have yet to really ask for help because you're too prideful to need anyone that is what I'm speaking of and I'm sorry but I've seen it all my life growing up in the hood I saw it way too much even in my college years and I know that this is something that black women struggle with extremely women period but as a black woman I am speaking to black women this is something that you guys cannot take into 2021 and um you can't be a, a superhero and a victim at the same time you just can't you can't be a superhero and a, a, a damsel in distress and I say that because I feel like that is definitely something that is very um, much the case. Um, I, I literally would hear women in my family say things like, don't nobody help me, but you want to have all the control. Or you say like, don't nobody help me or I ain't. Or I've even heard, I'm not asking nobody for help. I don't never want to need nobody for nothing. Well, you've already told the enemy right there that anybody who God sends to help you and assist you, you are literally going to push away. And he's going to make sure that they go away. The enemy is going to make sure now that you've put that seed into the atmosphere, he is going to make sure that anybody God was getting ready to send to help you, maybe they'll make it to help you but you're going to be so consumed and clouded with that judgment that you're not even going to let them help you so three practical steps to invite god into the pressure 
Push back against the currents that aren't leading you in the direction you desire to go. Read all of Proverbs 3 and make sure you keep that um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 and verse 17 specifically, but really meditate on the whole chapter. Listen out for the promptings and obey the promptings that I'm speaking over from the Holy Spirit. Do not allow the world to pressure you when you already have your internal and pressures in your own home. And be raw and honest with God and with those he's blessed you with. So be raw and honest with your family. Well, I pray that that blessed you so much. Um, so I actually want to read scriptures. Um, I know last season, that's how we did it. We would close out with scriptures. Um, I'm going to do the girl file honoree at the very end. But I want to read two scriptures. And the first one is Romans 8 and 37. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You have to remember because God loves you. You are a conqueror and he wants you to conquer everything that he places in front of you, especially those things that try to stop you from being all he's called you to be. The second verse is one of my favorites. I have loved this verse for like the last eight years. I've meditated on it greatly. Um, it is one of my favorites. Jeremiah 17 Verses 7 and 8 says, The person who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence indeed is the Lord, is blessed. Verse 8 says, He will be like a tree planted by water. It sends its roots out toward a stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes, and its foliage remains green. It will not worry in a year of drought or cease producing fruit. And I love it because what it's saying is, as long as I stay connected, because I trust in the Lord, and my confidence is in the Lord that I will always be a tree planted by water because my father has a well that never runs dry and that I am always going to flourish in every season. And that flourishing may look different in every season, but I don't have to worry when drought comes, when a pandemic comes. I don't have to worry when it looks dark outside. I don't have to worry when the stimulus checks aren't coming in anymore. I don't have to worry. And I, I'm not saying it won't fear won't creep in but I am looking to the person who I trust in and who I'm connected to and that is Christ amen that I pray blessed you all right guys so the girl file honoree basically is someone that I honor I usually choose the teen girl but this season I'm actually going to do um teen girls and women women who are doing great things in the earth especially if they have like an organization that is dedicated to youth I'm going to be shouting them out but our girl file honoree for today is Miss Madison Taylor and I was very excited to see the spotlight on this young lady in Sheen magazine um, but ironically, I was following her mother and her mother is the VP of Eden Body Works. And I started using Eden hair products uh, two years ago when I was living in, well, a year and a half when I was living in LA and I was following her mother on Instagram. And then all of a sudden I, I looked over and I noticed when she was promoting something that was her daughter's page. So I actually think it's very amazing that Madison Taylor and her father, Brian Taylor, came together to form Taylor Beauty Products. That is their handle on Instagram, Taylor Beauty Products. And that is also the website site and so just a little bit about their story taylor beauty is a family-owned brand based in westchester county new york they are all about family fun and living a flavorful lifestyle 
Each of our products reflect an aspect of our lives and we've named them accordingly. It's our way of spreading a little more love packaged with a sweet smelling aroma across the world. And so Ms. Madison is the CEO and her father is the COO. Um, and he's using his sales background to assist his daughter in the daily operations and logistics. And I love that. I love that. Um, and it says, as parents, we encourage our kids to explore and follow their dreams while working hard to see them through. We also believe in giving back. It's why a portion of every cell is donated to a cause that represents culture and community. Um, and in Sheen Magazine, this young lady was just featured in Sheen, I want to say, oh, just a few days ago. Um about a week before this podcast will drop in ear. I'm sorry about that. If you heard that, I hit the microphone. But it says at 14 years old, Madison Teller has mastered the art of selling hydrated lotion. Taylor Beauty was created when Madison was only 13 years old with her father, Brian Taylor. With four delightful scents, Taylor Beauty is setting trends for other beauty companies to follow. Not only does Madison run a successful beauty company, she is also in school and participates in after-school activities all during a pandemic. Taylor Beauty's goal is to provide hydrating lotion all year round for everyone in your family. So they actually sell it as a quartet. It's four cents. Um, and you can get it, of course, this holiday season. Um, but what I think is so cool is they asked her a question. How do you balance being a young CEO with schoolwork and after schools, after school activities? Has it been challenging during the pandemic? And here was her response. It is a challenge to balance everything, especially right now, because I go to school part time, which I think is most people being as though they're virtual. And she says, and I have after school sports such as soccer. And then she says, and hopefully basketball, which probably means they're, you know, deciding whether or not they're going to let them play basketball during this time. And then she says, after I finish all of my schoolwork and sports, I hand label the products and pack all of the online orders. I really thought Again, you can visit taylorbeautyproducts.com. That's taylorbeautyproducts.com. Thank you, Taylor, um, for being who you are. Well, Madison, actually, I know the family's last name is Taylor, but thank you so much. It is a family business. Um, thank you, Madison, for showing teen girls everywhere that it is possible to flourish under pressure, even during the pandemic. And I want you guys to understand something as we prepare to close out. This isn't about comparing yourself to another young lady or even for mom out there. If you see a woman killing it on her social media with her business, this isn't about comparison. Because as an entrepreneur myself, I'm here to tell you that the pictures and the filters look really good on Instagram. But we all know behind the scenes, the work that goes into it the picture is the final result but the packaging you heard what she said she hand labels those bottles that's the work that is the work so you see the bottles when they're propped up against a pretty box and you know they're sitting with maybe some christmas garland around and getting ready for holiday sales that's what you see but what you don't get to see is all of the labels when i'm when this young lady and i say i'm because i was thinking about when i was when i had my nail polish line back in 2015 you know i handmade my nail polish but this young lady is putting labels on you don't know if that's 100 bottles a day or 400 bottles by the end of the week but she still has work to do and don't think it's easier just because you're learning virtually and you're not you don't have to physically go to school it's still very hard because now you gotta manage your schoolwork 
on your own. You don't have someone like right there. You know what I mean? Even if you your parents are over your shoulder, at the end of the day, you have to be responsible. So I just love this story so much. And I thought it was great because she's in the midst of it with us, with the pandemic. Um, last season, I shouted out a lot of girls that were doing their thing with business, but these girls had already had their businesses up and running and they were flourishing, you know, a year or two or even three before the pandemic. But to see this young lady doing her thing, I'm really proud of her. So make sure you follow Taylor Beauty Products on Instagram, Taylor Beauty Products, and make sure you go to the website and support the business so uh, Madison Taylor we see you we honor you and we thank you for what you're giving to the world right now and that's it guys we have come to the conclusion of our first episode for season two flourish under pressure and flourishing under pressure however you want to say it we flourish under pressure we're flourishing under pressure it is active so we are flourishing your girl put out another book so um, before I pray, I just want to uh, shout out Warring for My Girls. We pray together. We slay together. It is a 30-day devotional for friends. Um, you don't have to do it with a friend. The whole idea is as women to build our prayer lives, to become stronger in our relationship with Christ, and to war for the girls and the women in our lives, whether they be our friends, our parents, um, our daughters. And this also is a great tool for young girls themselves so that they can be impacted with prayer. Um, the more we pray, the more we war, the stronger we become in Christ. And I just believe it's it's going to be an amazing tool for women everywhere. It is a 30-day devotional. It has um, surprise QR codes in the throughout the book. And when you scan them, you'll be taken to a surprise on YouTube, a surprise video. Um, I share some really dope gems, a lot of scripture throughout the book. But mainly, you know, it's about prayer. It's about warring for your girls and praying them through life. And there's no way you can pray for your girls and pray them through life without you yourself being strengthened in the same areas that you're praying for them um, for them. So again, the title is Warring for My Girls. We pray together. We slay together by your girl, Maya K. Douglas. This is the first time I've used my whole name on the front of a book. My pen name, um, professionally, I'm known as Maya K. Um, but this is your girl's 13th book, and I couldn't be more proud of what God is doing through me. It's my first Christian book, my first devotional. Um, and I just believe he's going to uh, change and transform lives from the inside out. So I'm just thanking you in advance for your support. Make sure you visit girlsanthem.biz, girlsanthem.biz. Follow your girl at Ryder Maya on Instagram. Um, the links are all in my bio. You can either get a signed copy by going through me. Um, it'll take up to two to three weeks for delivery, or you can get it um on Amazon, which I'm pushing everyone to do because it is more important for you to get this book in your hands in two to three days um, than it is for you to get it autographed, though I am I long to do that as well. But it's about God's mission. And I just believe when women heal, the world heals. So I'm praying that you will order a copy. It is also available on Kindle. So you get it, you know, you can do the digital thing as well. And I pray that it blesses you. And mothers, you know, do this with your daughters. I encourage that. Um, from again, from the college zone to the career zone, we're getting our healing. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really want you to 
get ready for uh, the podcast, the live taping of the podcast. So there will be a live taping of the Girl Files, the very first and probably, I don't know if it'll be the last. I'm only doing this because God told me to go live with my testimony and my story. Um, something very uh, interesting that took place in November um, that I feel the world needs to hear and they need to see. So this episode, of course, the first episode, November 30th, Monday, November 30th, we drop every Monday. But for December 7th, that's Monday, December 7th, we will be going live on Instagram um, only Instagram. I'm not going to go live on Facebook. Unfortunately, there's just way too many glitches that take place on Facebook. Um, so I'm just going to focus on Instagram and, um, I know that the world will, will get the message. Um, and one of the things I love about Instagram, you can actually save the video and I can always upload it to Facebook later, but I will be going live. The point is that I'll be going live. I've actually, um, I'm thinking about doing YouTube, but Either way, if you just go to girlsanthem.biz and you follow me at Ryder Maya, you'll be able to get the details and you'll see me promoting it. So you'll know on which platform. Um, it'll more than likely be YouTube over Facebook Live, though, um, because I know for a fact that God is going to do some great things through the live podcast on the 7th. So with that, let's close out in prayer. Father God, I thank you for this episode. I thank you for speaking through me. And I thank you, Lord, for giving me the wisdom to share with these women um, and young ladies on how to flourish under pressure. The key, Lord God, is to stay connected to the vine, to stay connected to you, to stay committed to, to you. Lord, the key is to shut out the noise in the world and to remember that the world always has an agenda. And so does the enemy. But when we stay rooted in Christ, when we stay close to the bosom of God, we're able to flourish and we're able to do what you've called us to do because we're focused in our eyes and our attention on you. So I pray that every person under the sound of my voice would take heed to that and that they would flourish and they would take Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8 and Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 and that they would meditate on these verses and ask you, how do I do this with you, God? It is okay to um, not know, but it's never okay to stay in a space where you're not willing to know. So I just thank you, God, for their lives, for the anointing that's on each person's lives. I thank, thank life. I thank you, Lord God, you're going to use them mightily. And Lord, I just want to pray for anyone who does not know you. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, if you have never been introduced to the lover of my soul, um, Jesus Christ, then I pray that you get to know him. I pray that you read John three sixteen and that you marinate and let that verse really resonate in your spirit and ask God, can I have an encounter with you? I would love to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And I promise you, he will show up because he is an awesome God who literally is being patient with everyone on this earth and waiting for people to draw to him so he can draw to them. So I thank you, Lord God, for salvation, for stories of salvation, for stories and testimonies where young ladies and women will say that they heard me pray a prayer of salvation and they heard me encourage them to get closer to Christ. I have a smile on my face right now because of my Savior. I am living, I am whole, and I am healed and walking in purpose because of, of Christ, because of my relationship with Jesus. So my prayer is that you too will experience the same. And it's in Jesus' mighty 
mighty name that we do pray on this day. Amen. Amen and amen. All right, guys, I'll check you later. Make sure you are following your girl. Visit girlsanthem.biz. Don't forget our girl file honoree, Miss Madison Taylor at Taylor Beauty Products. And as always, I will see you literally. I will see you guys next week because we're going to go live. Love you.